of your head? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin? We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. You're listening to Pull the Pin with Kevin E. Joma, brought to you by What You Expect. You can uh, get more content at whatyouexpect.com. That's W-Y-E-X-P-E-C-T.com. We're going to try to do this every week. I'm going to be talking about a variety of content across a variety of landscapes, politics, civil rights, sports, um, education, criminal justice, wherever the discussion leads. Um, Of course, pop culture as well. That sample at the beginning of the track, that's actually Malcolm X. That's um, one of my favorite favorite passages from many of his speeches. And what he's talking about there is is blackness and our perception of it. And uh, the, the negative connotation we're taught from young. And it's actually something that was a catalyst to my awakening and self-education. And I want, you, I want you listeners to actually go and seek out that entire speech and listen for yourselves. And uh, I, I definitely want to sample it and throw it on the beginning of this, uh, of this podcast so every week we're reminded. You know, I, I put a lot of time and effort into this and uh, I actually spent a little time earlier in the week getting this ready for you. But I actually recorded... Uh, a different podcast a couple days ago. I scrapped it because uh, after a couple of developments in the world, uh, which tend to happen, um, after all, I decided to change with it, um, which is expected. So I actually want to start today's podcast talking a little bit about the urgency of the moment. I'm not sure if, uh, if I'll ever have more listeners than I have right now. So I figured I should speak on, on these things um, before discussing the news of the day or any particulars. And I'll try to do so every week. But as I record this podcast, uh, we have what feels like a country on fire. Uh, Despite what the media shows, black people and people of all colors are still in the streets. Marching. Risking COVID. All because we've decided enough is enough. You know, and I tend to fall down the rabbit hole of thinking, why now? Because I'm someone who's been standing on my soapbox for years. But, you know, I have my moment. Like, for the people who really know me, uh, Flando Castile was, uh, was really like my moment of clarity. You know, I moved to Atlanta the next year. Uh, I, I volunteered with Stacey Abrams. Uh, I actually lived in the 6th District. Uh, it was John Ossoff versus, uh, man, I don't remember that. I don't remember that white lady's name. Let's just call her Karen. Uh, she ended up winning, unfortunately. But I remember volunteering for John Ossoff. Uh, and that was for the seat that was vacated by the gentleman that ended up resigning shortly after, again, blanking on the name. But I digress. 
everyone's decided enough is enough. You know, may, maybe watching a public lynching on TV. You know, but it's either way, it's just been too many bodies. There's been too much death. Our kids grow up seeing death. People that look like them dying, being abused. So everyone, majority of the country, actually, most of the people listening to this podcast agree with these sentiments, right? I'm not stating controversial thoughts, but meanwhile, we have a president whom at this very point, this very moment, he sees the pandemic and what he sees is he's poorly managed it. And we see that. And therefore, more and more, the country doesn't trust him. And then he sees his 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 opponent, Joe Biden. He's a fellow white man. He can't slander him with baseless, misogynistic or racist tropes. Therefore, he's cornered. So now he's resorted to using the office of the president of the United States to stoke racism, hatred, and division at every turn. He chose to go to Tulsa on Juneteenth. And for those who don't know, Tulsa is the site of, let me pause. They like to say race riots. No, 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 no. This was a race massacre. As in white people murdering business owners, burning houses while people slept, babies. That's where he chose to go. That's where he chose to go for his white power rally i mean his maga rally so if you've been paying attention to his twitter the last couple of weeks bubba wallace the only black rate nascar driver he tries to pick on him he brings up the silent majority that nixon talk that southern strategy that george wallace now he's defending Confederate monuments. That's the hill he wants to die on. Okay. So he's trying to solidify his 30%. And we know who that 30% is. I might even have one or two of you on here just to see what's going on. I know you're here. <laughs> but I haven't even gotten to the fact that he's a terrible president. Just by every objective standard. For my f financial types on the... On the listening right now, like the S&P 500 and all the indices have, have slowed in growth objectively again since Trump got into office. He started pointless trade wars that hurt him, of course, but that's his fault. He's made us less safe by pulling out of agreements that ensure nuclear and environmental safety. Separate things, even though they're conjoined at certain points. So... So recently, we've learned he's turned his back on our soldiers, even for those folks that portend and pretend 
to care about soldiers, right? The military, the flag. Well, the U.S. intelligence community briefed Trump as early as March of 2019 and as late as February 2020 that Russia was putting bounties on American soldiers. And we've done nothing. Young men and, men and women in uniform, we've done nothing. 25, I think it was 25. Don't quote me on that. It might be 24. 25 soldiers actually died in Afghanistan last year. All lives matter, right? Right? Why am I bringing all this to the front? Like on the front end of my first podcast, risking losing so many listeners. There's a couple of you guys I know are thinking, oh man, here comes Kev with his bullshit. Why would I feel this is important enough to actually throw on my first podcast while I have your ear? Well, while I have you here to listen, I have to declare to you if you are a supporter of trump history will look upon you particularly unfavorably like real bad right like the people who voted for george wallace those folks that tried to block those girls from going to school in alabama the apathetic 30 or 40% in Nazi Germany. And y'all think I'm playing by saying, bringing up Nazi Germany. And I know that's a touchy subject. And we're actually going to talk a little bit about that later with Deshaun Jackson. But in Nazi Germany, you know, not everyone was a Heil Hitler motherfucker. There were a lot of people who were just Christian and like, you know, you know, their Jewish competitors were going out of business. So I you know. Well. He's consolidating power if you're not paying attention. So if you're a supporter of Trump while he's just tearing up the Constitution, firing attorney generals and uh, us. Uh, district attorneys that are investigating him right and then commuting sentences for people that lied to investigators to protect him if you're not in this current time questioning your allegiance to him I'm questioning your allegiance to this country. And to some of y'all, I'd say more importantly, to this flag, more than I ever questioned Colin Kaepernick's. Let's pull the pen. Who taught you to hate the color of your skin? We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the communists. 
And if I've kept you this far, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I really appreciate it. Um, what else is in the news? Well, first, what's going on with the NCAA, man? I, uh, I've, I've, this is actually one of the main reasons why I wanted to uh, re-record my podcast because there have been a couple developments in the last couple of days that uh, I felt I wanted to include and I wanted to consider as I presented my point. I didn't want to be revisionist, but I just wanted to consider these things. So initially, uh, what I had recorded, I was really talking about, I was really speculating on what was going to happen after the Ivy League decided that they were going to shutter all fall sports until the springtime. We still don't know what they're going to do with the winter sports, but we do know the Ivy League plans to put off all the fall sports, particularly football, that's a big one, until springtime. And when they do, it's going to be conference only. If you remember, back in March, everyone was still trying to play, right? Corona was happening. People are dying in Spain and, and, and in Italy and in China and all over the world. And we're still trying to play basketball, right? The NBA has already canceled. The NBA canceled. And we were still playing, right? They're still trying to do the, they're still trying to do the whole March Madness thing. The Ivy League canceled their the Ivy League tournament and the rest of their season. And when they did that, the rest of Division One followed, right? And I mean, you can actually keep going back on these types of things. Uh, the Ivy League was the first school to take concussion seriously and head injuries, right? I went to Penn. Uh, they actually had a couple suicides related to CTE and concussions. Um, you can look it up. You can look it up. It's something to consider. So they've led in this place before. They were the first to move up. The kick the uh the, the line for on kickoffs in football. So once they once once they decided that they were gonna push their fall season back, I was immediately like, hmm, the pressure is on. The SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, Pac twelve. I'm looking at them like, okay, what are y'all gonna do? Because the reason why the Ivy League was so quick to put off the season is because they're trying to preserve amateurism. They're trying to preserve amateurism. They don't want to play, pay players, and it's hard to justify not bringing back students but having the athletes come back to come and play a game. The only way to judge... to, to the only way to justify that is to say that they are therefore essential. And if they are essential, they are workers. And if they're workers, you have to. Yeah. So. Since I recorded that, what's happened? Uh, 
the big conferences actually looked at what the Ivy League did, but they only took one part of it. They just decided, okay, we're going to announce that we're only going to do interconference games. <laughs> okay. Um, for a team in the Big 12, that's taking out three games. So what what's that supposed to do, man? Like, is either it's dangerous or it's not. Like, what are they doing? And it's like they don't get it. Um, they are endangering their own model. They have to admit that they've been lying to us the whole time. And you know, paying the players is one of those things. And uh, this is something else I implore all my listeners to look to look up. It's one of those things that they've studied for years. Opinions on that is almost directly down racial lines. So at a time right now, with Corona going crazy, they're trying to bring players back to to campuses. To campuses. I mean. What are y'all looking at? How can we justify not paying the players? I mean, we definitely can't justify bringing them back on campus, but um, not for free. Okay, cool. They're on scholarship. All right, bet. All students on scholarship back to school in danger. Teachers, y'all getting paid. Y'all go back to school. Yep. Professors, yep. Back to school. You're getting paid, right? Back to school. So we just got to take a step back and look at what we're doing here. All right? And while we're doing that, I just hope we can all look at ourselves and wonder why we were ever against paying the players in the first place. That's all I ask, man. Take a look at yourself and think about why were you ever against paying the players in the first place? What about that really irked your soul? I'm not calling you a racist. I, I'm not calling you a racist. But it's fair to ask. What about paying these young black men for their hard work in the summer's heat? runs so contrary to the spirit of college athletics in this country. I, I don't got the answer for you, man. I don't got the answer for you. But once again, the Ivy League leading the way. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very curious now that Ohio State has sent their athletes uh, home and UNC has canceled workouts. I'm very interested to see how many more press releases they're going to release before the colleges are finally like, all right, guys. <laughs> all right. No season. Well, what, what else is in the news? What else is in the news? Um, this, is, this happened a little bit earlier in the week, and it's been bubbling. Is also another development that happened since I recorded my my uh, my initial take. So again, 
I wanted to take all the uh, the facts into consideration. And uh, Deshaun Jackson, <laughs> you know, uh, Deshaun Jackson. So listen, man, I'm I'm not even gonna if if you want to see what Deshaun Jackson posted on Instagram and Twitter, um, you can go ahead and look it up and read it. Um, I actually made that mistake on my initial podcast, and I actually don't want to repeat that um, that shit on here. So um, if you do want to read it, you can look up Deshaun Jackson anti-Semitic IG post, and you can read it, and you can laugh for yourself. Um, there's some grammatical mistakes in the text that he highlighted, so the book obviously hadn't been edited, so it's one of them... I don't know if we got a barcode. Well, it's on Amazon, so got a barcode, but it seems like one of those books that come without a barcode, right? The dude in the barbershop with the trench coat, and he's like, look, you know, he got the colognes, you know, he got the oils. He got the Enlightenment books with the third eye, you know? But um, not to make light of it, but Deshaun Jackson sh shared, you know, some some questionable things and uh you know really he made the the number one the number one no can do in public relations can't do it can't do hitler man you can't do it you can't quote hitler you can't praise hitler don't even want to say nothing that could be construed as praising hitler don't do it, man. And what makes it even worse is that the Eagles are one of the few teams to have like a Jewish general manager, like what, and a Jewish owner. Like, what are the what are the chances? What are the chances? So he makes a statement saying the Jews are, you know, going to dominate the world or whatever, and uh, almost immediately everyone. Uh, Drags him, and rightfully so. And then he apologizes. Rightfully so. Uh, and I don't want to... I don't want to shame Deshaun Jackson too much because he is reading. And I know a lot of people during this time are doing their best to try to educate themselves. In fact, a lot of people are here right now listening to me because they are, in fact, on... Um, on a path somehow with all this extra time trying to educate themselves on different opinions and different worldviews and trying to enhance themselves and big ups to the people that are doing that, right? However, if you're reading a book where anything has a passage that starts with Hitler said and ends with Hitler was right. Close the book, throw it away. And don't tell anyone that you bought the book. You feel me? And what I actually want to talk about, because I actually like Deshaun Jackson. He's one of my favorite um, players of all time, the people that know me. I'm an Eagles fan, so it's particularly close to home. There's a couple angles of this I want to talk about. Um, the first angle I want to talk about is the angle in, of what made Deshaun Jackson think it was the right thing to post in the first place, right? Um, because right around uh, last weekend, Louis Farrakhan had his speech 
So, um, you know, he was posting a lot of that stuff, too. Ice Cube was posting a lot of Louis Farrakhan stuff and some anti-Semitic stuff, some, you know, some things. And uh, it's not rare, for me at least, where I see friends on Facebook, um, my black friends, sharing, like, these weird, these weird, like, woke like I can't even say woke because that's like how people try to, you know. No, nah, I'm not gonna use that. But y'all know what I'm talking about, like the super super pan Africana, uh, third percenta, all eat pork, you know, white devil type shit, all that stuff. And mixed in there is a little bit of the anti-Semitism. And I, I want to explore why that is. Why? Because in my opinion, I think it's fairly anti-Semitism is fairly prevalent in the black community. And I don't know if it's because um, we feel. This is what I could think of. Right. Because I'm black. While now I'm I'm not an African American necessarily, my parents were um I'm not descendants of slaves necessarily. I'm black. I'm I'm African American. Like anyone that sees me on the street gonna think I'm black, right? No one's gonna ask me where my parents are from. So I can um I can imagine that after four hundred years of, or so of slavery and the American government never acknowledging wrong in way in way of reparations but the fact that the allies and you know by way of the allies therefore america we are paying reparations to survivors of the holocaust right and i'm not here to debate whether or not we should be or shouldn't because as far as i'm concerned if we weren't in this isolationist type um mindset low-key how we are right now if we are students of history we would learn not to repeat it but we were very isolationist in the late 1930s. And for that reason, we didn't pay attention to the Holocaust and to what was going on in Germany. We heard whispers about it. In fact, the Nazis had a rally at Madison Square Garden in 1933. Look it up. So we are responsible in some sort of way. So I, I don't dispute the fact that we should be paying reparations, but how could we acknowledge that before acknowledging the wrong that we've done to 14% of the population here, right? So I, I believe that for some, there might be a sense of bitterness and anger but that's why we have to be upset with the system. We have to be fighting the system, not people. Because while, while we look at Jewish as white people, the fact of the matter is, is that they too have faced persecutions. Right? They too have faced persecutions for thousands of years. So we can't play the hate Olympics. We can't. And conversely, I think my Jewish brothers and sisters have to also admit that you, while 
you have been persecuted, right? Jewish people here in America, at the very least, do benefit from a level of, from do benefit from the system of white supremacy to a certain level. And to a certain degree, that must be acknowledged. It must be acknowledged. Because as I'm writing this, I, I mean, as I'm recording this, I just mentioned Jeffrey Lurie. There are a number of Jewish owners in the NFL, right? There's no black owners. Right? I'm willing to bet that the black people in this country have been in this country by way of slavery, of course, longer than uh, people of Jewish descent who came as Jewish immigrants. Right. It's very, while there are Jewish people that have been here since the 1800s, of course, um, a large chunk of them are European immigrants from the early 1900s, late 1800s. So I'd imagine that if things if we were all there, you know, there'd be more black ownership. Right. There'd be more black wealth. And I think to a degree, that's something that black people we can learn as we start to build our wealth and we start to educate ourselves and we start to read more about finance, people feel free to, to DM me as you're listening to this. DM me if you've got questions about finances, how to save for your, for your house, for your, for a lo- how to get a loan, um, how, to, how to get an LLC, how to open a business account, whatever you need, feel free to ask, right? But as we're starting to educate ourselves on the on these facts, let's actually look to the Jewish community as a model of how to be insular to a degree and invest in one another. And I think that's how we can all really beat the system. And then to bring it back full circle, right, to open it up to the entire audience. If we can all agree that what Deshaun Jackson posted was hateful wrong and appalling and that Adolf Hitler should never be quoted referenced or treated with any type of reverence ever then I hope moving forward black folk can we don't have to spend as much time explaining to y'all white folk why we want so urgently these Confederate monuments, these street names. And quite frankly, we're trying to limit to Confederate because we don't want to upset the moderate people. But to be honest, I prefer if all the slave owners got their shit taken down. I'm good on that. Okay? Because if we can all understand why... We cheered when they tore down uh, Saddam Hussein's uh, Hussein's statue. If we can all understand why we tore down the Berlin Wall, then I think we can all get on board with why we need those monuments gone, those bases renamed, and those streets, particularly in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Robert E. Lee Boulevard, one of the blackest places in Atlanta. We need those things changed and i don't want to have to explain why anymore since we're all on board and we all understand especially with the sean jackson stuff right
the subject, I was still speculating on whether or not the Philadelphia Eagles were going to were going to punish Deshaun Jackson for what for what he posted for the anti-Semitic post. And what I talked about was Riley Cooper. So in 2013, Riley Cooper, then um, I think he might have been second string or third string wide receiver for the Eagles, actually behind Deshaun Jackson, uh, was at a Kenny Chesney concert in South Jersey, Camden, I think. And uh, he was denied VIP access, so he screamed out, he will whoop every N-word in here. And I think he might have been talking to security because there's not many quote-unquote N-words at a Kenny Chesney concert, right? So... So that happened, right? Uh, it turned out that Chip Kelly um, and uh, I guess Howie Roseman, if he was still the GM at the time, they only fined him. So there was a lot of talk about Deshaun Jackson losing his job or getting suspended. And I was just watching like, hey, 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 y'all be careful because I will get a new football team over some shit like that just because hey man um it doesn't get worse than saying i'll whoop every n-word in here i know quoting fake hitler quotes is bad but it really doesn't get worse it really doesn't get worse than saying you're gonna whoop every n-word in here like with the hard e too you know like nah so it turned out um, it dropped on Friday that they fined Deshaun Jackson for an undisclosed amount uh, for for conduct detrimental to the team, uh, which is what I expected. And that's actually fairly similar to what they did to Riley Cooper. So. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Last thing that I wanted to get to before I let y'all go, um, and I really appreciate you if you've made it this far with me. Um, Considering the first couple of episodes, I just wanted it to do a solo podcast. Uh, I know it's different. We're going to eventually get to a point where we have regular guests. But um, so if you've made it this far, especially with all the nerves of the first podcast, I definitely appreciate it. I, I wanted to to talk a little bit about the news of the of the weekend and what it looks like. You know, a little tea, a little pop culture. Um, but it had some really interesting uh, real life experience implications um to a degree um i think everyone can can relate with a um with a relationship that may or may not have been monogamous on either side all right right so will and jada are in the news this morning and i like everyone wanted to weigh in and I did weigh in on Facebook and I've had a couple of my little arguments and I've shared some funny things and listen I'm here for the jokes man I'm here for the jokes of course but like with everything there's always some um some real life interesting things so I actually wanted to I'll actually read what I wrote on Facebook this morning I wrote if Will Smith took advantage of a girl half his age recovering from an addiction and mental health issues He'd be a dirty Mac, right? Dirty Mac. We all know what a dirty Mac is. It's a dude who preys on vulnerable women, right? Whether they're in a relationship or coming from a broken home, whatever. Dirty Mac. I'm side-eyeing a lot of y'all women condoning Jada. I, or looking the other way. 
or now you guys are suddenly understanding of how marriages have ups and downs, especially as Jada tries to sidestep accountability on her own roundtable. Like she called the roundtable. Will's a good actor, and he's probably a better dude than she deserves. And to make it even worse, I've seen a lot of black women in the last week in an effort to try to justify all the messiness, try to speculate, especially on Twitter, try to speculate on Will's sexuality. The lengths y'all will go to not hold one of y'all, one of y'all own accountable is wild crazy. You know, and I'm actually hearing a lot from from some women, um, black women saying, wait, no, we I actually think I actually think Jade is toxic. So I'm actually happy to say that. And maybe I spoke too soon. Maybe I'm maybe I'm beating a straw man, right? But I want to talk a little bit like, hey, I don't want to get into a back and forth about what men do or what men get away with. Because listen, man, um, you can check my you can check my credentials, right? While I'm not perfect in all my relationships, um, and by that I mean I haven't always listened right. Okay, I haven't always been um, emotionally um, connected. I could have been more clear. I could have been more available. I could have been less sensitive. Like all those things, you know, I'm about to start talking to y'all like y'all my therapist. But I want to get into a back and forth about that type of stuff. But what I'm talking about here is let's just put the shoe on the other foot. Right. Um, you have a young man that that was her son's friend. Right. One, she's fucking her son's friend. Right. If that was. Girls and a father. Right. Right. Nasty. We'd all agree. So not only that, but he was obviously sick. He was obviously vulnerable. Okay, Jada in her broken relationship or not, she is supposed to have the wherewithal. She's supposed to have the discernment to say, no, I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. She's a mother. You know what I mean? Like she's probably the same age as August's mother. You feel me? So there was that gene, that protective gene is supposed to kick in with someone of my age to a degree. Right. Like if you're going to cougar, cougar out on a stable young man. So I just want everybody to be look through this through the lens that you'd expect if the shoe was on the other foot. That's all I ask. Right. She's a predator. And it's also clear because I've been there, okay? Not saying I was always right or always wrong, but I've been there where he has to be okay because he wants this thing to work. He wants this woman to be happy, even if it hurts him. None of y'all can look at that dude on camera and tell me he's all right. Because a lot of y'all are justifying it like, oh, he knew, they're cool, they, that, they have an open relationship. Look at that man. Look at that man. And ask anyone in an open relationship. People in open relationships still get cheated on. You know why? Because there's an, there's an understanding in an open relationship of boundaries. 
people with an open relationships, bisexual people. That's what some folks got to understand. Folks that have different type of sexual setups still have boundaries. And it's evident from watching that last night. At least that's when I watched it. I don't know when it actually dropped. But it's evident from me watching it yesterday that Will feels some type of way. I, and then the jokes is coming, and I'm here for the jokes. So send them to me. I'll share them. I'm all here for them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Pull the Pin with Kevin E. Joma. I'd like to give a big shout out to what you expect for bringing me on board and giving me a platform to share my opinions and my thoughts and to reach all you lovely people. Uh, definitely like, share, tell your friends to follow and subscribe. We're gonna try to get we're gonna try to get this on Apple Podcasts by the end of the weekend, uh, Spotify, uh, wherever you get podcasts. We're gonna get it all up there. All right, take it easy. Peace.